Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, Junior Adventurers, it's me, Steve, and I'm just going to take a moment of your time to tell you about Anchor.fm. Do you want to record a podcast? Of course you do. It's great. Well, Anchor.fm has everything you need to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer. And once you're done recording, it will help you distribute to all the major podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Jamboree. I just made that one up, but you get the idea. Not only is Anchor completely free to use, it also allows you to monetize your podcast with no minimum listener requirement. It is everything you need to run a podcast in one place, and it is easy to use. And if it wasn't, I wouldn't be using it. You've heard the podcast, you know I'm not that smart. So download the free app, or go to anchor.fm to start your podcast adventure. That's anchor.fm. Maybe I'll say it again just to be annoying, anchor.fm. Okay, enjoy the show. And welcome to Side Quest. So depending on how you're listening to this, it's one of two cases. If you're listening to this on the main Authors and Dragons feed, then it means that we have decided to start testing episodes in between our usual A and B games, called the Side Quests. We may elevate this to be a constant part, creating weekly content for everybody, or depending on how it goes, you might be listening to this on the Mimic Chest, in which case the experiment did not work out, and uh, now it's just bonus content. So, either way, we hope you enjoy it. I'm joined today by most of the cast. We've got John Hartness, Rick Gulteri, Steve Wetherill, and Robert Bevan. Hi. Hey. Hey. And Steve, hey, well, that's well, how you pronounce uh, Rick's name. Yeah. Making me look bad here, man. <laughs> right. Galtari. Yeah. I got it. <clears throat> I, I, I like Drew better than all of you. <laughs> that bar's pretty fucking low. Yeah. You, you, you hear that, Drew? When I finally snap, you're, you'll be the last one. Guillermo de Terry. <laughs> Dude, you directed all those. You directed Pan's Labyrinth. That would have been really cool. Yeah, you'd be way too rich to hang out with us, though. Yeah, or you would be funding the yacht and the cocaine Rowling statue. Truth. The J. Cocaine Rowling. 
everyone who doesn't know what that is, join our Patreon and look that shit up. Indeed. Or just listen, we're going to bring it up a lot. The The cocaine statue is sort of a running thing. It might be like one of the three funniest things any of us not named Steve Weatherall will ever come up with. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. When you put the Steve limit in there, it makes more sense. Right. It'll be, it'll be a running gag we get that uh, cease and desist from uh, J.K. Rowling's lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. Or until wow. we get gifted a statue of cocaine from J.K. Rowling. Shortly followed just, by us all dying. Like, you know, you could snort cocaine off J.K. Rowling's tits, or you could snort off J.K. Rowling's cocaine tits. You, you, could, you could snort J.K. Rowling off the cocaine statue's tits. <laughs> I don't know if that's physically possible. I guess like murder and burning and ashes, but that's a whole weird thing, Steve. I don't know why you'd take us there. Or just a <laughs> giant fucking nose. Strangely prepared for that scenario, Drew. I think this cease and desist letters come a lot sooner than we think. <laughs> followed by a restraining order for those of you on the same continent as J.K. Rowling. <clears throat> oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, if any if anyone's going to disappear in mysterious circumstances, it's going to be me first. <laughs> nah, she's got global reach. You guys are just as vulnerable as I am. That's very true. She she has billions of dollars. None of us are safe. Nah. Yeah, she she tweets out that the, the following people need to die. It's over. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yep. So especially now that has left the wilds of Mississippi. <laughs> she won't even come for us personally. He'll just be some devoted Harry Potter nerd. He's stabbed in an alley while he shouts Expelliarmus or something. It'll be the most humiliating way to die. Yeah. You get you get strangled by a Gryffindor like scarf. Yeah. We'll all be murdered by fat middle aged nerds. So basically, I'll be killing myself. I mean, Suffocated I don't want to speak universally, but I feel like I could beat up a fair amount of Harry Potter fans. But how it's many, like, Drew? How many until they overwhelm you? Yeah. It's like that old question. It's like that universal that. question. Do you want to beat up 50, 100-pound 10-year-olds, or do you want to beat up 10, 500-pound 50-year-olds? <laughs> I think the math of that doesn't work. But yeah, Did you a... say beat up or beat off? And sure. on that, we're going to transition into the first segment. Welcome to Shingles Live, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so for our first segment, we're going to try something called the Hot Take. Name might change. We're still feeling this stuff out. But in general, it'll be something where we talk about an event or a interesting thing that we're excited about. Maybe a trailer dropped. Maybe there's a new movie announced. Maybe there's a book we're jazzed about. Um, since this one's going to be kind of timeless, though, we'll keep it a little more ambiguous and vague. Everybody, what's just one thing in your life that you're excited about coming up that you want to share with the listeners? Oh, this has to scope to get very depressing very quickly. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll usher us in. Um, I'm excited about the year four release that's coming up in a few days for me. Uh, uh, okay, so we can't we can't include our own stuff. Then. Of course, it's something you personally right, are excited right. about on this particular question. All right, that makes this a lot easier. Yeah, I'm really excited that uh, Year 4 is coming out in a few days, and I'm also super excited that I'm going to celebrate it by going to Vegas and meeting up with some friends and getting ridiculously, aggressively drunk. I'm excited about the aftermath of the Year 4 release, because your fans have been actively trying to kill you with every recent release, so I'm excited to see how many five-stars 
you get when the book drops to see if you can survive. I've got a lot of uh, water and some B vitamins, and I plan on doing nothing on Wednesday because I, <laughs> I'm hoping I will be functionally destroyed. <laughs> e vitamins, he calls them. Yeah. <laughs> B, not E. What's an E vitamin? I don't, well, I don't know what the kids are calling it these days. Something you take on the internet. <laughs> I got a guy in Vegas, but uh, I can't announce his name on the podcast. That's legal there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, weed's legal in Vegas. Uh, I We've all got a guy. Now, uh, I don't know about his male prostitutes. I've never tried that, but I hear it is a good hangover cure. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, I got a guy. Or a couple. But that, that's from back when I was working for the mob. Oh shit, I'm not supposed to say that publicly. Fuck. Never mind. We could edit okay. it, but we won't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm excited right. about that, that... And Given the timelessness of this podcast, if you listen to this and I haven't already started fundraising for my trip to Con Carolinas this year, then feel free to email me and call me a lazy bastard because I really should have started doing that by now. But yeah, that's uh, that's my goal for the first half of the year is to get back out to America, do some Con Carolinas. So I'm excited for that. All right. I'm excited. Mine's a little bit further out, but depending on when this, like, you know, when this airs, it might be in the past and Drew might already be long dead from his, like, you know, from his Vegas, uh, you know, year four exposure. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm excited for uh, as as excited as I am to see everybody at Con Carolinas. I'm excited for uh, Wyvacon in Wyethville or Wy or uh, yeah Withville. Withville, thanks. Now who's <laughs> no, pronouncing no. things, Rick? Yeah. See, <laughs> ah. I'm excited about Wyvacon or Withacon or however it's pronounced because I'm. Because uh, they've asked me to be their guest of honor. Mind you, after hearing how I pronounce it, I'm probably no longer the guest of honor. But <laughs> but I'm excited. I mean, it's a small con, but uh, just 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 being invited to something like that and being asked to kind of headline is uh is just mind blowing. And you know, I, I can't wait to see how I fuck that up. <laughs> well, you, you'll go in and you'll be like, "Good evening, Wyvercon," and I'll just be crickets, and they'll be like, "Actually, it's it's Wyvercon," and then you'll just. The whole the whole event will just have this patina of sadness over it. That's my prediction. Yeah, I, I wouldn't bet against that. Mm. Yeah, congratulations, Rick. That was cool stuff. That is, that is very cool. My my bar is way lower. I'm excited that I found a Patron bottle on my desk with at least a shot worth of tequila left in it. Obviously, I fucked up one of the last times we were recording. <laughs> I'm excited about the fact that it will definitely not still have a shot left in it by the time this recording's over. I wish that were true, but I have to drive places when we're done. <sighs> Does Uber not exist in North Carolina? I am one cheap motherfucker. <laughs> I am exceptional fair. That's a fair, that's a fair <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Um, I guess that leaves me. Uh, I'm like Drew. I'm excited. I've got a new release coming soon. I'm in the second round of editing uh, Critical Failure 6, The Good, The Bad, and The Neutral. Um, also, I'm just, uh, I think today I, I might wrap up the uh, first draft of the Klaus Richter origin story. 
Klaus Encounters. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> yeah. Damn yeah, man. that name definitely wins. So that's mine. I should elaborate that um I should I well, theoretically this idea is already out there. Uh but one of the uh kind of goals to going out to Con Carolinas will be to film an Orphus and Dragons behind the scenes documentary. So I'm deeply excited about that. <laughs> Everybody can know the the quiet genius behind the curtain of the Orphus <laughs> and Dragons show. Quiet oh, is never up. a word I've heard you describe this group. <laughs> I've, I've heard that about as often as genius. Oh, I think it would be a bit like, you know the hell scenes in Event Horizon, where they tune into that signal from hell and it's just constant screaming and weird splatter effects. I think that's what the documentary is going to end up looking like. I'm excited about that. Especially if me and uh, John split a room and y'all catch the toilet. <laughs> at least 20 minutes of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting at least one manslaughter charge as like, Steve desperately tries to get like, you know, Bevan to relive his like, you know, his escalator scene. <laughs> you, you can't plan for that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> unless somebody just pushes me down the escalator. <laughs> Hence why I just said manslaughter charge. Oh, all right, all right. He's yeah. on to his guys. Only God in the booze decides when Bevan will fall. <laughs> yeah, the plan is you just follow Bevan with a camera, and at some point, beer cans will go tumbling somewhere. Hey, he's yeah. about to blow up something or trip over an old lady or... <laughs> Set fire to a mere Billy Scooter. Or... For cons that we were at together, I am two for two for uh, <laughs> spilling. Three for two. <laughs> what, uh, you spilled twice in Con Carolinas. Did I? Yep, once on the escalator, once on the soundboard. All right, right, okay. <laughs> I, I, you yeah. know, when you when you nearly electrocuted all those well-meaning con <laughs> You yeah, know what? You know I, what I think. Uh, I actually had. I was still pulling around the cooler when I, I fell down the escalator. You know what I think? <laughs> we should add a stretch goal of a GoPro camera that we can strap to. Like, you know, we can strap to Bob if he gets drunk and tries to escape. So we just have this whole first-person sequence, like you know, through the through the ductwork of like you know the, of the hotel and stuff. <laughs> that would be brilliant because I I really want to know what goes on during that time as well. <laughs> I'd also like a GoPro for the cooler itself, because I feel like that's going to make its own journey. That's where the action is, yeah. <laughs> cooler cam. Well, that's what we are all excited for Con Carolinas, it sounds like, which, uh, timeless, yes, but you'll probably be hearing it before that has arrived, so if you're in the area, maybe go try that out, huh? Huh? Yeah, go buy a ticket. Yeah. Memberships are available now. You can buy your ticket today, whenever this is. There you go. Oh. Something to think about. Yeah. Remember. <laughs> That's good for the hot take. A uh, little, little scattershot on this one, but hey, we're finding our footing, so fucking deal with it. Well, but hey, you knew, what you, you knew what you were getting when you fucking tuned in. Yeah, we kind of stayed on topic. I mean, Jesus, that's basically a full day's work for us. John, you said that they said you said they knew what they were getting when they tuned in, but in all fairness... We barely knew what we were doing when we started the recording. So you're giving us more credit than I would, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I thought this was Mimic Chest. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might be. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Who the fuck are you people? Why do you keep calling my Skype? <laughs> <laughs> Bevan hasn't even realized he's been on a podcast this whole game. <laughs> so I went back not long ago and listened to the Gap episodes that I wasn't on. And one, fucking hell, our audio has gotten a lot better now that we have a producer. So thanks to Stone Cold. <laughs> but um, I didn't realize that it took 14 episodes to get to the first town that we were ever supposed to arrive at. <laughs> first mission objective literally took at least 14 hours to achieve. <laughs> I but just realized since, how long you guys have been on this current island. I'm like, yeah. why have they been on this place for so long? Oh, I gave them a drug dealer here. That's why. <laughs> also, an axe that I can't let go of. Yeah, you guys have spent maybe two episodes trying to deal with that, and you spent a lot of episodes getting high with Gunther. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we spent that entire, like, I think it was at least two episodes just in that drug trip. Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. Sounds like undergrad, yeah. I don't remember 1992 and 93, and it's not because I'm, like, probably some of our listeners and wasn't alive then. That's a couple of years of college, and I have transcripts, but no fucking memories. Should have recorded it. That's, yeah, what, I like about, that's what I like about the podcast. Yeah. I was always uh, be able to remember that I at least was doing something at that time. Given the time difference, most of this was you sleepwalking. Pretty much, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if we ever meet Steve, like, fully rested and sober, and he'll just be really quiet? <laughs> Actually, yes. <that's, laughs> it's all the booze true. and the sleep deprivation. <laughs> he just quietly despises us for the entirety of the, of the convention. I always re-listen to the podcast when it goes out, because I'm never entirely sure what went down, so... <laughs> I don't listen to it for exactly the same reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you can never remember what you've got in your bloody backpack. <laughs> <laughs> Just a lot Bag of teeth. <laughs> you've been sitting on some fire grenades for about, you know, about 10 hours episodes. worth of content now. <laughs> yeah, well, even longer well, than what that. What, am I supposed to throw them at Gunther? <laughs> you could have thrown them at anything. You could have just acknowledged that you had... Fire grenades at any time. Well, I didn't know that until just now, did I? <laughs> <laughs> you also haven't used your grappling hook in a while, and I worry you've forgotten about that. No, no, I'm well aware of that. I mean, that's that's who I am. I seriously have a Christmas gift in my inventory from our Christmas episode of 2016 that I completely forgot about. I plan on trotting that out next episode to say, hey, what's in this fucking box? See, see, this this is why Silas ruins every opportunity he does he has to get something cool, just so I don't have to remember it. Oh, <laughs> uh, John, I don't think Fandango's puppy is going to be very happy to see him after a year stuck in the box. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah, probably not. This is why Fandango does not have a familiar, because mm. well, he does. It's just dead in a box. <laughs> <laughs> That and after Bevan named his Ron Weasley Jeremy, I'm like, well, fuck it. I got nothing that's going to be as funny as yeah. that. Just Ron right Weasley out Jeremy 
This you, is going you, you to have Schro- this podcast. Yeah, you have Schrodinger's dog, except we know it's dead. <laughs> I, uh, I was I was able to work Ron Weasley Jeremy into uh, the origin story. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. That's all I'll say about that. All right. Well, I think it is time for us to get into the main topic for this episode. Um, What we did. Is that all we we did? Yeah, that's, that's hot takes. That's a good, we did a good run of hot takes. That's just supposed to be an up top thing. And uh, now let's let's dig in and really start wasting people's time on something. Excellent. God damn it, that's what we do, and that's what we do well. True. Gotta do what you love. Yeah. For our first side quest topic, we're gonna pick something that's a little on the nose, seeing as we are authors and dragons. But hey, it's a different kind of content, and if we're gonna do this, we should present some different stuff, some fun things that you can't get elsewhere. So, for this one, we're gonna do a look back in time. We're each going to think of one piece of advice that if we could hand it off to our younger selves, we would. That's the premise. It's really straightforward. Jeez. I'm going to go straight for time cop and lay off the fucking candy bars. (laughs) (laughs) Not by Google. Just lay off the candy bars. (laughs) Wait, were we not limiting this to our professional lives or... As writers or what? Eh, fuck it. What, whatever right. makes the best piece of advice you could slip yourself. Okay. I'm sure I mean, some of us will do writing write ones. Fuck up there. <laughs> Let's all try to do one writing one, and then if we think of other ones, that's fun too. Oh, all I'm right. not. I'm not complaining. I just wanted to get, get a feel for the, the parameters. See, I worry about this. I worry about butterfly effect scenarios. Um, so I could. I, I could not travel back in time before the birth of my daughter because any advice I give myself might jeopardize that like the only good thing I've done in my life I might come back and it's you know I haven't done that that'd be uh that'd be very disappointing if I come back and I've actually uh what do you have another you have another son yeah I mean I might come back and she's like got a weird face or something and be like oh (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, speaking of being a butterfly effect, that's, uh, I mean, that sperm hitting that egg and, 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 you know, how many, how many sperms are in a load? I don't know, but it could very easily have been another. Speaking of the butterfly effect, I think I might go back in time and tell myself not to watch that movie because (laughs) (laughs) it's a waste of time. Ashton yeah. Kutcher is just not meant to be a serious lead man. He's just not. I'm sorry. I didn't like how they handled the butterfly effect in the butterfly effect. It was, yeah, you know, it wasn't like random things change. It was like, yeah, you know, whatever <laughs> happens, you're an asshole, cosmically yeah. speaking, and the universe hates you. Yeah, the best thing yeah, you I mean, could do is just get out of town, Ashton Kutcher, which is the only thing I agreed with about that movie. Well, I mean, the original ending was was really bleak, and it leaned hard on that. It was he realized that objectively the world was better without him, so he yeah, traveled back into that, the womb Drew. and killed I already himself. Already knew that. Wait, what was the yeah, other yeah. ending? That's the ending I thought I saw. No, that's the director's cut ending. The ending is he just oh. goes back in time and tells that uh, woman 
who he's in love with, but he's like best friends from childhood. The first time they meet, he basically just tells her to fuck off and oh. removing himself from her life makes everything better. But in the original, I, it was like, f- fuck this. You know, you know, I saw the self-abortion version. Screw, screw that. I want to see where he goes back in time for, like, say, five years, hands himself a winning lottery ticket, and then he comes back to find that the that the Earth has been subjugated by, like, giant earthworms or something. <laughs> that, that's, that's fucking butterfly effect, you know? And then it becomes, like, a detective piece. How the fuck did this happen? There was another time travel movie that was like that. Some dude stepped off a path and got like a leaf on his shoe and came back and there were fucking dinosaurs in, yeah, in Brooklyn. Or sound of Thunder. I, I, sound of Thunder, yeah. I thought the movie Frequency handled it well, where like, you know, things changed and like, just like their living room furniture was different and shit like that. I think the only way they could have really handled the butterfly effect correctly is if it had been Ashen Kushner now going back in time and giving him his younger self a copy of the butterfly effect. He wouldn't have to say anything. He just he'd go back and hopefully young Ash and Kusha would say, Oh, you're right, that's uh that's not a very good movie. I should not make this. Yeah. Apparently I need to watch more shitty movies. Is that the one with the fat guy that looked weird? There was a fat guy that looked weird, yes. Probably that, that was the best part that, about it. That was the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, wait. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think anybody's done butterfly effect better than The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. The they, they, they at least got it. Okay, for the purposes of this, let's assume we're insulated from butterfly effect. Since okay, we okay. basically just shit on time travel for 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm not convinced. Right, pretend time butterfly. travel. All right, now this All is right. why this doesn't fucking work. All right, here's, not... here, here's, here's I a, a writer one. I found the problem with a writer podcast. Yes. Here's a here's a writer one. Rather than sending myself a message, I would just send myself sound clips from all the like the mimic chest of Steve butchering my name as the hint of, dude, you have Drew Hayes, you have Robert Bevan, get a fucking like simple pen name. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say avoid Steve. Just that's gonna be your uh, that's gonna be your time trip. Like, oh man, yeah. I've got it. I will send myself all of my currently published work. Think of the time it'll save. Ah. But, <laughs> but then you wouldn't have developed to... your skills. Yeah. Would you be able to write what? the next one without the practice of having written those other ones? Ooh. You just got butterfly, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, oh, I I pro- for the sake of laziness, I'd probably do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got I... one for, for my writing career. So... I would go back in time and tell myself that after I wrote my first book, not to put it in a drawer for a year and change and spend time trying to figure out how to get published and doing a shit ton of research to just write the first book and self-publish it and learn learn how to self-publish. Because I missed one of the first big breakout windows in self-publishing by three months. <laughs> and I... There was a time when if you made your, your book free, Amazon would price match it and pay you full royalty. Fuck. Yeah. So there was so, like half a dozen people who made a fuck ton of money for two months that their book was free. And that's one of the things that catapulted some of these people like Amanda Hawking and Michael Sullivan into it really springboarded them. Because all of a sudden they had 
thousands of downloads in a day when nobody was doing it because permafree wasn't a thing and there were way fewer people self-publishing. And all of this was on Kindle boards back in the day. And I came in about, oh, four months after all of this and thinking, fuck, I had a book sitting there. I could have just put this mediocre cover on it a year ago. And It's like, these, these fuckers will read anything. Yeah. This <laughs> is so how you can tell we're writers, because most people would have just said, go back in time. Buy shares in Google and then, you know, just, just write for your own entertainment. But we're like, no, go back in time to exploit a writing opportunity. <laughs> Absolutely. But just for the record, Steve, my second one was going to be buy Apple stock. <laughs> it's yeah. two lines. When to buy Bitcoin, when to sell Bitcoin. <laughs> Those dates are really close together. Yeah. They are very important. Actually, I mean, the buying oh, for Bitcoin was years ago. The selling was true. one day, like, triple circle it, like, to yeah. this fucking day. When I wrote for poker, we had an option right near the end of the internet poker boom. We had an option to be paid in Bitcoin. And I was like, uh, that seems like bullshit. I'll take cash. Which logically oh. was the right call. I mean... Yeah, there was oh, literally a period of like 48 hours when I could have sold it and made a shit ton of money. Yeah, I mean, over the course of my career, I got fucked over so many times with stock options that like, you know, I just can't see myself ever doing that. But like, you know, at the same time, it's kind of one of those. Yeah, it's like, it's like, no, no, dude, trust me. I know it looks like bullshit, but buy Bitcoin. Yeah, I know, right? Um, All right. So for my career one, and I, I I'm glad we did the butterfly installation because I am. I'm very hesitant to change anything about my career. It is so perilously fortunate in a lot of the way things broke. It's like I would not <laughs> dare fuck with it outside that. But if I could give myself advice, I would tell myself to, like, take a little longer and build a fucking buffer and, like, schedule this shit out. Don't keep – don't run such a goddamn tight deadline at the start because you'll never give yourself time to break out of it. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And then my personal life would be, I would go back to the day I first started showing symptoms of psoriatic arthritis and tell myself, hey, you have psoriatic arthritis. I just saved you three years of not being diagnosed. Wow. That fucking sucked, because I wasn't on the right pain meds for it that whole time. Yeah, that was my wife and her uh, fibromyalgia. Same deal. It took like three years to get her diagnosed. That's yeah. some bullshit, man. I mean, to be fair to my doctors, like, it wasn't really on them. They did the best they could, and I had no psoriasis symptoms for, like, the first couple of years. And even when they did show up, we thought it was dandruff because it was just, like, a little on the scalp. So, like, I had one of the main two symptoms, and I wasn't showing it. So I can't really shit on them <laughs> that much. I don't, I don't, I don't mean to laugh at your misfortune, but there is something funny. You showing up, you know, you're in horrible pain, and this doctor just hands you like a bottle of Head and Shoulders, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a pamphlet that says the heartbreak of psoriasis. <laughs> it's still weird. I have to go to the rheumatologist quarterly, and it's always like me and an entire uh, senior citizens home, just hanging out in the waiting room. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Flyest guy in the room. <laughs> no, I don't want to meet your granddaughter. No, I don't want to meet your granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, it was easy. I walked in the doctor's office and said, 
I have a headache. So they said, hey, you probably have high blood pressure, fat ass here. Get some exercise and take a pill. I was like, well, I'll do half that, so fuck you very much. (laughs) (laughs) I I went to this doctor in Korea. I forgot what this was even about, but uh, I told him, yeah, I, I looked up these symptoms, and yeah, this is what I think I've got. And, and he, he tells me, oh, 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 should I be writing this down? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of oh. like that doctor. <laughs> oh, I do, too. I, I, I thought it was awesome. I, I put that on Facebook. <laughs> I got owned. <laughs> doctor who knows um, what he's about <laughs> oh, God. health advice i don't know invest in invest in rogaine steve maybe that'll uh that'll prolong the inevitable but maybe not maybe you should tell yourself to adopt the jason statham look before jason statham has a chance you can claim it as yours i, I do the shaved head thing i look like an angry caveman that's why <laughs> I, I don't shave the hair i go for the uh Geography teacher slash pedophile look, so. <laughs> Once again, you've accomplished half of it. <laughs> now, 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 I kind of, now I kind of want to see Angry angry Caveman, Steve. I oh, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> I think yeah, actually, one of, my, one of my primarily kind of relevant advice to my younger self would be fucking calm down. No one cares. <laughs> that would be it. <laughs> If you really advice to everybody back. in their twenties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do we have like a comments place where people could say, "Steve, we want to see Angry Caveman Steve." Uh, it's called the Authors and Dragons Facebook page at Facebook.com/slash okay. Authors and Dragons. Oh, I, I was thinking a new Patreon level. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see Steve's Neanderthalic skull shape. Please do uh, contribute more to the Patreon. I used to say I had a Neanderthalic skull because I had a girlfriend once who was, uh, did a degree in anthropology and she was pointing out all these uh, caveman characteristics that I just happened to match up to like almost immaculately. And then uh, at the time, everybody thought that Neanderthals had died out and uh, not interbred with homo sapiens but now we know that every european has like something like one percent neanderthal dna i think i've just got it i'm I'm sorry she she wasn't dating you she was studying you (laughs) she probably probably was she was far too nice a girl for me (laughs) she's like here we're gonna go out for a date and try to put this round peg in the square hole while i film you (laughs) oh man you're taking away all my like Oh, that was such a high moment for me, and now you've ruined it. You've ruined maybe it with the to tragic let, truth. Maybe she was trying to let you down easy and fucking it up. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> oh well, no. Me being a science experiment makes a lot of a lot yeah, of sense now. Explain a lot. Yeah. Well, anyway, I got my I got my one percent Neanderthal DNA directly in the skull, so that's why I don't shave my head. Some. <laughs> Somewhere there are 10 more Europeans wandering around missing their Neanderthal DNA because it's all in Steve's skull. Yeah. Take that, you bastards. I feel your pain, Steve. I'm, I'm starting, to, starting to lose it in the back, and it's like, well, how long can I ride this out before I have to just commit to the shave? Oh, fuck you, pussy. 
It's, it will look really weird if we're all shaved at, yeah. at a con together. I think <laughs> like the maximum. after that, it starts to look like a cult. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so my dad still has all his hair at 89, so... Oh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, my dad does, too. Yeah, bad news, John. Hair loss is maternally driven. My mom had all her hair when she died. But what does your mom? But what does your mother's father look like? My, my mother's father had all his hair when he died. Oh, well, I've, genetics aren't like, perfect. It's a game of I'm odds. A recessive motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> we believe that. I believe that scientifically speaking, Bevan, God hates you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Drew's worried about it. He's taller than everybody in every fucking room. So and no one can see the top of your head, you fairy tale giant. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, once the looks fade, people are gonna realize they don't actually know how to write. It's all just bluster. <laughs> your Skype photo is ten years old now. Come on. <laughs> it's getting there. But it's like eh. I mean, do I really want to repose with the same hat? No, I'm lazy. That's good enough. Get used to posing with a hat, man. That's your future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steve fucked it all up when he showed up for Con Carolinas. He wasn't wearing a toboggan, and none of us knew who he was. <laughs> yeah, I, I made the hat my brand. You're, you're... If he could have gone without speaking, he never would have outed himself. <laughs> You're like, who's this guy who keeps hanging around? I don't know, but his friend is British and really funny. <laughs> we're, all, we're all just going to end up at Con Carolinas, glaring at like you know at Joseph as you know as he walks in like it's a like it's a Prell commercial, you know, <laughs> swinging, swinging his hair, swinging his hair, you know? <laughs> long oh, hair, perfect. luxurious beard. <laughs> in the documentary, if we just shave Joe. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> just getting really drunk and just shaving right down to the skin. No, no, no. Because Joe probably, like, you know, is the one person in the group who could follow up with kicking our asses. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Joe would That's definitely fun. beat the shit out of us. But if he well, do it while he's unconscious, it gives us time to run away. Yeah. <laughs> I was just hoping that, like, Drew and Steve would hold him off long enough for me to get the truck and the rest of us to bail the fuck right out. <laughs> as long as you're all right. Yeah, yeah. Long legs, buddy. I only have to outrun one of you. <laughs> John, John, get the get the getaway car. Uh, John, I, John I where, where are you going, off. John? <laughs> I'd have taken off when, when the whole thing started. Yeah, Devin throws down the cooler. Ha ha! You'll never get past <laughs> it. <laughs>
<laughs> slipping on Bevan's cooler while Drew Hayes runs off with his giant fairy tale giant legs. I, I would never abandon the cooler. <laughs> after he starts, we find Bevan sprawled in the hallway of the hotel, surrounded by Bud Light cans and ice water. I see all meantime, we have to do. Meantime, is- Drew, Drew is like crossing rivers with like each footstep. You know? <laughs> <laughs> see you, suckers! Ooh, a beanstalk. <laughs> oh hell somebody needs to animate that shit I got drunk ninja skills for disappearing <laughs> yeah. this is true Bevan's like oh no he starts slamming beers as fast as he can <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like Popeye except with like a can of Bud Light you know, of... <laughs> are, are we seriously going to be shaving our friend no, if we're God, not no, hammered we no, if we're not absolutely hammered already yeah, fair enough <laughs> That'd be great. Like he gets like we, we're just watching you kill him. We're like, this is never gonna work. And then we turn away. We just hear a can clatter. And like we look, there's an empty that's hit the ground. And Bevan and the cooler are gone. I, I, I did like how how Drew responded. Hell no! Like like I was seriously asking this question. You've not lost during podcasts before. I wanted to make sure you understood the context. Whoa, whoa, guys, are we serious about this? <laughs> You gotta put it out there for the benefit of the listeners, you know. You know, they listen to this. They're worried that maybe we've gone off the rails, perhaps. Or for the benefit of Joe, I guess. <laughs> Bevan's gonna get out of his car, like Con Carolina's, and have this like pair of sh- sheep shears with him. It's like, what? What? You mean you were joking? Yeah. Bevan's got like zip ties. Holy <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man! We're kidding. <laughs> But I was like, no, no, this is a different thing. <laughs> Wait, you mean you guys go to cons and don't take zip ties all every time? <laughs> well, we're not veterans like you, John. We're still learning. I have zip ties in my con box. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> things are uncomfortable. I mean, I'm sure there are lots of non-terrifying reasons to take uh, zip ties to a con, but now all I can think of is the terrifying ones. His his entire arc team is down in his uh is down in his basement. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's advice to himself in the past is gonna be don't trust Bevan when you hear clippers. <laughs> when they approach when they approach you with the words authors and dragons, just say no. <laughs> I I covet your hair. <laughs> Joe wakes up. Bevan's wearing Joe's hair. Now I am Joe. And now it's a Ted King story. <laughs> I probably, I, yeah, I wouldn't claim Joe. I'd be Jesus. <laughs> oh, I am I'm, Jesus. I'm just, in a just not ferret Jesus. No. Make yeah. Jesus. I'd be mean, weasel Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Rod Beasley, Jesus. <laughs> oh man, that's lovely. It could be like a, what's that cartoon with the Christian boy and his dog? Oh, Davy and Goliath. Davy and Goliath, but with a weasel and Klaus Richter. I think that's the uh, that's the next Patreon goal. <laughs> oh, the morals that they would teach. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeremy, it's not stealing if he's already dead. <laughs> 
You know, yeah. Jesus Jesus wouldn't shave your, your passed out friend. Oh, fuck Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, Jesus made wine out of water. He was hella fun to party with. The weasel is just desperately trying to keep Klaus in line and failing. <laughs> Ethically speaking, genocide is kind of wrong. Oh, weasel, you're so funny. Damn. <laughs> you know, Pinocchio had a cricket. Klaus has a weasel. That he buys beer for. Yeah, it's too drunk to whisper. A weasel that yeah. rather patently can't talk. Well, not yet. (laughs) It can scream, but it can't talk. There's got to be a spell for that. Oh, there is. There's definitely a spell for that. I want to, like, you know, us just, like, go up a level, get that power, and, like, you know, the first words out of his mouth are, what the fuck is wrong with all of you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, you know, Ron Weasley, Jeremy whacked off in a tavern he's he's not an innocent <laughs> i don't think he was pressured into doing so <laughs> what like an all animal. the other fucking rodents are doing it come on i mean I, just were, think, but... I am somehow mystically tied to this godlike creator of mine it just keeps on jerking off and getting his dick out I better do the same because I'm terrified <laughs> of the consequences. Actually, John, I, I had to look this up in my research for the Klaus Richter story. Weasels are not rodents. And then and then I called it a rodent anyway. They're not rodents. No, no they're totally uh, no, not they're rodents. But it's really funnier. They're yeah, they're something there's some no, they're not marsupials. <laughs> There's something I didn't even like. It's not a word people commonly use, so I just went with rodents. (laughs) That's fair enough. (laughs) Yeah, rodents just funnier. Yeah. Now and 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 it's more more fun. It was Klaus talking, so you know he doesn't know fucking rodent from his asshole. I was gonna say it would would make it more funny. Be more funny if you did an epilogue told from from like you know Ron Weasley Jeremy's point of view. <laughs> Book's not done, <laughs> or that's volume two. For years, I was the rodent slave of this chronic masturbator. <laughs> yeah, you should, there you go. That's your, that's your next short story, man. You start with that phrase. Yeah, twenty thousand words of epic regrets. That's what we'll call the box set. Epic Regrets, the Authors and Dragons origin stories. <laughs> Apparently, the uh, weasel is a mammal of the genus Mustella of the family Mustelaidea, so a relative yeah. of Rick's. It's got the exact same last name as Rick has. We hope you've enjoyed our weasel education segment. Uh, I think we were supposed to be talking to ourselves in the past, but as you might have expected, things took a turn. Did, oh, yeah, we had we a all, point. Did we not finish that? Or? Yeah. We're, we're right. still on it. I mean, it's, oh, all right. this is kind of going to be the main topic. It's a starting point, and then whatever happens, happens. And then 14 episodes later, we get to Calder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that probably does wrap us up on the main uh, segment, unless anyone has anything else they'd like to send to their younger selves, other than avoid this podcast. 
I don't know. You kind of uh, you kind yeah. of nixed that one there, Drew, with that last part of your sentence. <laughs> I just my, just my, my first thought was, you know, don't write that other shitty book you you wrote and never published. But now that you you you've, you brought it up, I mean, writing that shitty book probably gave me some skills with which I could write my shitty critical failures book. You know, less shitty. Fuck, fuck that. Rather than send myself like my copies of my books back, I would send myself copies of J.K. Rowling's book books back, oh, and, th- and then great. I'd be listening to you fuckers want to snort me. <laughs> There's no world, no matter how many fucking butterflies, that we're gonna want to snort you, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm more marveling at like what I'm imagining going this far back in time has to be like maybe seven or eight year old Rick being handed a bunch of documents saying, hey, these are worth billions if you can get them published. Good luck. (laughs) You're going to have to be British and homeless to make it happen. There's a firm deadline on this. There's another woman out there writing these. That's a good point because, you know, it's not as if, as a high concept, that the kind of Harry Potter hadn't been done before. It's kind of a right place, right time thing. And you you could have made the exact same opening gambit with the exact same novel at the wrong time, and it never would have landed. Yep. And then when she would have published it, copyright lawsuit. Ah, oh, sweet. That's where you get the bucks. Yeah. Yeah. It, it might be worth worth it to do that just to be a dick. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> I never published a book, but I have all this money from people silencing me. Just wait till it gets really popular as well. <laughs> Seven-year-old Rick just opens up a thing. It's like Harry Potter, Twilight. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> I, I want some Transformers, man. That would be hilarious. Like you get, you give yourself the Twilight books. You front through, you get to the end. You're like, oh man, future me can't write for shit. <laughs> future me is vampire dependent douche. <laughs> At what point did I think vampires would sparkle? The fuck, man. <laughs> All right, so that, with our uh, main topic wrapped up, that brings us to our last segment of this episode. We're going to call this one Rewrite or Retcon or, I don't know, something along those lines. We're kind of building this as we drive the car. So uh, for this one, we're going to talk about a classic movie or TV show or something along those lines. I don't know, media changes. And we're going to discuss ways that we would have redone it or rewritten it in a way that would make it better. Now, the rules for this one are... We can't change the cast at all. We have to work within those parameters, and we can't substantially change the budget. If we want to add a feature, we have to take away somewhere else so that it all kind of balances out. That way we can't just be like, you know, make it with money and fix it. So for this one, we're going to kick off one that we're all familiar with and that hopefully many of you are too, the original Dungeons & Dragons movie uh, from the 90s in which we did a riff tracks on the Mimic Chest about. So hopefully you are familiar as we try to figure out how we would have made this in a way that didn't suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. The, the director of this movie, I've been looking into this, and he was very, very passionate about Dungeons & Dragons. But Dungeons & Dragons is such a broad category. When you think how many great D&D games are out, are out there. There must be an equal or possibly much, much higher version of shit Dungeons and Dragons games. So 
I'm not sure if a lack of earnestness was the problem with this movie. I, no, I don't I think get, so. <laughs> I get the feeling it was very much trying to be about the D&D experience, but in an accessible way. And there were actors in it who were good. I mean, Fora Birch has been in movies. Jeremy Irons has, has been Jeremy Irons in all the movies. And, there you know, there were, there were capable than, people. Yeah. There are worse actors than Marlon Wayans. No, Marlon Wayans is actually pretty enjoyable. In some yeah, spots. surprisingly so. Yeah. Uh, Justin Whalen, uh, God rest his soul. I assume he's dead, at least creatively or career-wise. AKA <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 the, guy, the guy we thought probably was in Sliders, but actually wasn't. Was he not? Yeah. Are you sure? Oh, you might have Jerry O'Connell. Yep. I'm, I'm looking at his uh, profile picture right now on IMDb, and I, I just can't focus on it. It's just like he's so generic, he fades into the background <laughs> of his own IMDb profile. I, I'm going uh, to throw this out to start. Um, let, let's be less literal with it. Like, I get it, man. I get it. You got the fucking Dungeons and Dragons property, and so you said, well, what are the two things that have to be in this fucking movie? Dragons and Dungeons. And what did it open with, Drew? What did it open with? A dungeon and then a dragon. Yeah, and it's... His his heart was in the right place. It (laughs) it did not have the budget for dragons. Uh, Wait, here's your stipulation, Drew. We can't add a zero to the budget on this. We can't add a zero. That's why I'm saying... Let's just not try and do dragons. Or you know what? Let's not try and do a giant sky full of dragons. Let, let, how about we, we scale back a little bit on the stakes yeah. and we save some budget and we don't half-ass one element that we can't do well. Yeah, yeah, but you know something? If, if, if you have, like, you know, a dozen shitty CGI dragons... I don't think scaling that back to one is makes turns that into a good CGI dragon. I think that just leaves you with one shitty CGI shitty dragon. CGI dragon, yeah. Yeah, I would have. Well, ne- I would have liked to never see a dragon. I would have liked to like maybe we see like a, a cool drawing of a dragon on a wall or like just something to imply how terrifying they are, but not making them so mundane that it's like, oh yeah, the the Empress controls all gold dragons, which is also not totally cool when you think about it. That's technically enslaving a sentient being. Because of the slavery, yeah. It is, it's definitely yeah. slavery. They have intelligence. They have agency. They are not wild animals. But true. To be fair, if I, as a layman, if I go into a movie called Dungeons and Dragons, there are two things I expect, and uh, and if one of them one of them is the more exciting of the two. If I go into a movie that's just dungeons, that could be anything. It's probably sexual. But if I go into a movie that's got <laughs> dragons title and there are no dragons in that i'm uh i'm throwing some popcorn i disagree with you there i mean i think dungeons and dragons is a recognizable enough brand to where we know you know the the lay person knows that this is you're, you're, you're a, speaking a, a to the heartland you're not based speaking on to a me. fantasy game yeah i mean and, here, here's here's the thing if you don't like dungeons and dragons you're going to see this movie you were dragged there by a date so you know, we're not winning you over to begin to, to begin with. I brought a date. Yeah, to you're see having that a shit time regardless. <laughs> you did not get to second base with that one, did you, Drew? No comment. <laughs> um, like we I, said, you did not. <laughs> I had a I had a, a piece of advice thrown at me after I published the first Critical Failures book, 
Um, <laughs> some guy said, "What? Well, you know, this 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 book should have been more epic. You should, they should have been ha- wielding like supreme weapons by the end and and battling dragons and and I yeah I said yeah that's not what I was doing. <laughs> that, I really uh, missed the fucking point, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was if you, a couple you of level one cool. characters, and you know, I'm saying the first Dungeons and Dragons movie could have set them up as I wisely did to, you know, for for sequels in mm. which we might you wouldn't need as much of a budget to to put a good story in there. Well, uh, if the dragons were implied. That'd be fine, but it'd have to be implied, kind of like early Game of Thrones implied. Like I, I could live with that if dragons were central to the plot, but not necessarily realized or central to the world. I, I still don't agree. I mean, yeah, there could be yeah, the dragons exist. They don't need to be in the movie though. Yeah, hints I mean, of dragons are fine, like murals of them like destroying a village or like maybe right. even a giant shadow or something like. You should feel the presence of dragons, but you don't necessarily like have to showcase them. What's the the generally agreed upon good D and D movie is Gamers Two: The Darkness Rising, and that one was super low budget. They didn't even flirt with the idea of dragons, but that was still fucking good. I think the most you have there is some orcs or something. Yeah, and not very not very good orcs because it drilled down into all the character story. I think it kind of depends on what you're trying, what movie you're trying to make. If you're trying to make a great big blockbuster that's going to make you millions and millions and millions of dollars, then you need to go broad enough to get all the people. And in that case, you need to have dragons in your Dungeons and Dragons movie. So I'm going I'm to die on this hill, John, because what is on the front page of the Dungeons and Dragons manual? Is the it, picture that's on the wall of my office. <laughs> <laughs> is it not a dragon? Oh, yeah. No. I have that picture. It's a Larry Elmore. It's Larry Elmore. I got a print hanging all over my desk. But you know if something? you're going to go niche and really target it and get just every nerd in the world. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Then, you don't have to have dragons, specifically. So if you want the casual person who will just go see some weird movie because their friends said it was cool, then you have to have dragons. If you just want every single nerd ever, 
then you make a really good nerd movie and you don't actually have to have dragons. Well, the problem you know is they I, have I, I, dragons just... and no one went to see it. Yeah. I'm going to disagree with you, Drew, on, on gamer, gamers, because that's a good D&D movie. But if you think of, like, you know, a, in the vein of D&D, your classic movie is Conan, and there are no dragons in Conan. Right. So we're... But there, there is a Conan. Right. <laughs> okay, okay. I think we're just going to have to agree on split decision on whether or not dragons are in it or not. Uh, it, it feels oh, like we've, come on. Of, we've all picked Imagine, our stances, Drew, and that's where that is. You're a Hollywood producer. You didn't <laughs> play board games because all your childhood you were being blown by your expensive Russian nanny. Somebody comes to you with a script for Dungeons and Dragons. It's the first thing you say while chewing your your fat cigar and ignoring all your weird childhood uh, experiences with your Russian nanny. You say, "Great, where are the dragons?" We're fixing it in in theory, so we could do what we wanted. We're just going to make a film for us. We're, we're tweaking it. We're tweaking the film as if we have creative control. I guess the first thing we're Dungeons do... and maybe dragons. Dungeons and perchance. <laughs> Here's how, what one element we can all agree on. Way more Jeremy Irons. Oh yeah, Jeremy Irons yeah. and dragons. No, Dungeons <laughs> and Jeremy Irons. No, yeah, yeah, like yeah, Jeremy Irons in a dragon suit. <laughs> Jeremy Irons was hands down the best part of that movie. Bar he was yeah. low, but yeah, we could do kind of a sixth sense thing where it turns out that Jeremy Irons was the dragon all along. I would have loved because <laughs> Jeremy Irons plays it so well and he's a sorcerer. If you had done a reveal that Jeremy Irons is like a red dragon. Uh, set it up who framed Roger Rabbit style so at the end he's like ah <laughs> I just put their entire like special Scooby effects Doo. budget into that one scene yeah just it's blow- a Scooby Doo episode you rip off the Jeremy Irons mask and it's a red dragon and he said I would have taken over the empire if it weren't for you meddling kids fuck it yeah let's, okay let's strip that whole giant right. dragon battle away and put that money into CGI Jeremy Irons red dragon so that's enough money to make one good that's- dragon but it still talks like Jeremy Irons when it turns into the dragon. Oh, fuck yeah. Of course. Yeah. Okay. yeah. okay. Just so we're clear about that. We don't let a sound engineer anywhere near his dialogue. No. We don't let anyone near Jeremy Irons when he's being Jeremy Irons, except for a cameraman. No directors, no writers. You just let Jeremy Irons do his own thing, give him whatever he needs, say you're secretly a dragon, Jeremy Irons, and then you build a movie around that. Now, can we recast people? I know we still have to keep the same no, actors. No, no, no. no, no, no. Oh, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So okay. if you eliminate a oh, role, but you okay. keep the actor. Okay, that's no, I just fair. Want to, I'll that's fair. The role. I just want to move. I just want to move. I just want more Tom Baker. Just move oh, yeah, Tom Baker off. Give us something. I thought he was pretty awful in that. <laughs> Who was Tom Baker yeah. in this? I don't remember. He was the elf. Yeah, he was the elder elf. He should have been the Okay. Yeah, he was, was he was the fat elf. I was thinking of the other elf. I was like the the female. <laughs> yeah, that's something. It's like that's a hell of a makeup job. <laughs> I think we can all agree that we make Justin Wallin a faceless extra because that's what he is, even though he stars in the movie, and then move uh, Marlon Wayans into his position with no sidekick. Yeah. Ah, yeah, but yeah, but you know something? I would take out the bad jokes from Marlon Wayans. Yeah, you know, because you know something. Yeah, because he, he just—I I understand that's part of the shtick, but it just makes the character unbearable. Or like, we can, 
punch it up we a little bit. Maybe some, we can write him some good jokes. Right, right, right. Yeah. Good jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess better dialogue is one of the ways we would fix it. I, I don't, here's my one problem with shifting Marlon Wayans though, is because one of the few strong points of this movie is when it brutally kills its comic relief. Like it yeah, is that awesome. was a strong way. It's genuinely surprising. And you yeah, here's black the, guy. But, yeah, but here's the thing. There's a, there was an example of where they could have actually gone Dungeons and Dragons and been like, Hey, he's dead. You know, and just have everybody just nonchalantly like, okay, let's go find five thousand gold pieces and a priest. Yeah. Right. Let's, let's switch Marlon Rands and Justin Wayland. Let's keep a, a comedic sidekick who can brutally die. But this way someone won't we'll miss watch. Oh, for a birch to brutally die. Make for a birch <laughs> a comedic side effect because she has no emotions. So all of her chokes will be like extra weird. <laughs> you know, recast her as a zombie because that's about the range she showed in that. She could be an elf. No, I think it just, just she, imagine. She, she died. Yeah, she dies at the very beginning and like Jeremy Irons resurrects her and she essentially is like the leader, but she's just this undead minion. I think no, just can... imagine Fora Birch doing all of Marlon Wayans' bad jokes with her <laughs> unexpressionless expression, face. <laughs> that might be good. I think you could also rewrite it to where uh, there's no like central good guy, and like that creates a moral conflict for the main characters. Like, so Jeremy Irons is secretly Red Dragon, and then instead of Thor Birch being like this detached ruler who's supposed to care, make her just not give a shit. Like. She's fighting because she wants to like keep a, power, yeah. but she's just like blah like, like a I face does. I don't actually give a fuck about these people. And now it's like, oh well, okay. The ruler, there's ambivalence, and then there's evil, and it's just sort of all my options are shit. Well, if you know, if you did, if you did that with all the characters, it would work. Because then you take Marlon Wayans' character, and you make it so that his entire thing is the only reason he's saving shit is because he's getting paid. It's all about the gold. Which was, I think, the main cores they wanted to steal and sell originally. They were what they robbed a majory. Yeah, but Justin Wallen f- fell into, you know, conflicted love interest and wannabe hero very quickly. Oh, he did. I mean, it was a very generic position for a man with a very generic face. <laughs> and the other problem like... with his character is just the whole multi-classing stupidity. Of I'm a I'm a generic loser. Oh, but suddenly I'm a master thief and a mage and a fighter and. A... Oh, so he was a bard. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he didn't have, die first. <laughs> have Marlon Wayans as a bard, a straight up bard. That he would have made so much sense. You want to keep been... the main character a bard? Yes. I mean, of no. Course. Is he still a main character? Can he ever really be a main character? I mean, uh, but as a bard, hey. in this situation's comic relief, you know, give him a, you know, silly clothes and a loot, and all of a sudden he makes a lot more sense. So, <laughs> I think we can all agree Marlon Wayans as the bard is better. Uh, Thora Birch, maybe as, like, the one who dies, because, yeah, Marlon Wayans was one of the better ones. It kind of sucked once he left. Yeah, Thora Birch, I want to see a kill, because I just want to see her feel something, you know, just have have an emotion. <laughs> and then, yeah. Well, what about, what about some of those? Will settle for a sword. Um, well, the, we have a, we have a bunch of dwarf. I loved the the dwarf and all the implied racism toward him, like the <laughs> no dwarves allowed. Like, what the fuck? It was such a weird touch, but it did add depth to the world. Ah, oh, we could we could make it really weird by casting the dwarf as a brown skinned guy, I'm and right, then you like you can't change the cast. <laughs> you can't change oh. the cast. Just put him in blackface. <laughs> 
<laughs> We've gone from uncomfortable to a whole different type of uncomfortable. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, but here's the thing. You put him there, and you call him a half-drow dwarf or whatever. <laughs> I'm going to I'm I'm disagree <laughs> firmly on both of them. Uh, the, I genuinely don't remember. The woman who played an elf, was she a good actress? Was she just there? I mean, granted, compared to, you know, Justin Whalen, everybody seemed very competent. She was pretty and there. I think um, she didn't really uh, do much as an elf. Neither did the dwarf. What's her name? Kristen Wilson? Kristen Wilson. She hasn't really done a whole lot. Period. I mean, she's got a lot of she's got a lot of credits on IMDb, but Mega Python versus Gatoroid. <laughs> yeah, it's like she was oh, like feel... she was somebody's I... sister in Doctor Doolittle. I feel instantly bad about this. <laughs> I'm sure she's a lovely person who's very talented and just hasn't had a role that's a, that's all interesting. Okay, okay, I've got I've got it. So. Let's make Marlon Wayans the main character. We take that we keep the dwarf exactly as is because some of his bits were the funniest bits. Um, he was a good dwarf. Yeah, wasn't yeah, was very short dwarf. for a dwarf. We kill him as the jarring moment because we genuinely like him. So that's a moment that will still hit as the audience yes. will be like, "Fuck! Oh, now, now, fuck this guy." Uh, yeah, we've got some skin in the that's game. That's who now. that dude was. He was Grumpy the Dwarf on Once Upon a Time. That sounds you saying, about right. You're saying the dwarf played another dwarf, even though he's the dwarf, not a dwarf played another dwarf, yeah. And oh, he was in all the Pirates typecast. of the Caribbean's movies. Oh, oh he he was. He's one of the the two little like the two not like the the yeah. main bumbling skeleton guys like that you first meet. Exactly. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's What's that him. That's him. Oh, the Ehrenberg. Think of, think about the voice that like weird husky like I can't do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll. I get so it. I get it. The voice, it, it clicks. He was yeah. good, and you're right. I think killing him, we would have actually cared about that, as well as huh. being surprised. I think I was surprised by the comic relief being killed, and because he was the only black guy in the entire film. I yeah, think that, yeah. That helped well, as well. That's why but, they uh, killed him. Uh, Fucking racist. Yeah, but I think um, I think a, a, another beloved comic relief character but you know he wasn't snails was not a beloved comic relief character he was very annoying whereas the dwarf was actually likable so i guess i'd be less surprised if the dwarf died because i could see that coming as kind of emotional leverage whereas snails is kind of i didn't care about snails until they brutally killed him but well, well what you could well, do with... go ahead i was just saying we were re- rewriting this so the snails wasn't so annoying. That's a good point, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's fine, yeah. But we still don't really have a strong leader for main character other than Snails right now. Yeah, and it's well, equally here's, here's surprising that a black guy is the lead in a D&D movie, so yeah. there we go. We've still got that going for us. Well, that's the thing. You can, you can upgrade the, that, that female elf, you know, to actually being a useful, like, you know, main character sidekick as opposed to sidekick's girlfriend. That's true. Mm, and I'm not sure. Oh, go ahead. I'm not sure if she's ever played useful before, but I'm just checking her IMDb. It looks, looks like she has a long history. <laughs> you needed to dump on this poor actor. <laughs> <laughs> this would have been the first role playing someone useful, is what I'm saying. And yeah, maybe she deserves that, Rick. Maybe she deserves that. 
right, this could have been her breakout. She she could have been Legolas <laughs> before Legolas. Yeah. 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 I mean, it could have been it could have been good if they gave her more. We we could bump her up, give her and the dwarf more lines. Keep the mage. The mage was good with bickering. Just really cut Justin Wayland. And as weird as it is to say, outside of Jeremy Irons and Thora Birch, Marlon Wayans is probably the next biggest name draw in this wait, movie. So wait, 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 wait. Makes we're, sense. we're completely forgetting about one major character, Blue Lips Guy. Bruce Payne. Yo, he was perfect. He, don't change. He was good. Yeah, don't touch that. Don't touch that guy. He was he was perfect second in command minion. Weird back blue away lips and Spain. all. Yeah. I, I I might get rid of those stupid ear things they stuck in him, and maybe give him like a, you know, maybe change the makeup to like a different shade. Strong disagree. <laughs> 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 he did look a bit like a bit of a pantomime madam in some scenes i think this is just but... because people keep asking rick to wear the makeup for cosplay <laughs> <laughs> not ha- not happening this is rick trying to fix some personal shit <laughs> let's talk about the mage character drew you said she was but we've we've killed no uh, sorry we've recasted Justin Whalen as a faceless extra. Yes. And I think we can still put him in every scene because it wouldn't matter because nobody would notice him. But now that we've got rid of that character, are we saying that the the dynamic between the main character and the uh, the mage character is still the same? I think we could do, instead of instead of like a, a sec, like instead of a sexual thing, we could do like a grudging respect. Like she's still the mage guild, she's still paying, so that does your thing of. Snails is only in it for the money, so the Mage Guild is funding the expedition, and she represents that. And then maybe it's instead of the learning to love each other, it's like, you know, the dude who actually had to work, and then the aristocrat mage learning to respect one another as both being capable of adding something. That's so good. Han Solo and Leia. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, I'll go with that. Yeah. It's, um... Actually, quite sensible. I'm trying to think of some way to denigrate the entire thing, but so no, what's, what's that just on makes a lot of sense. If we're getting rid of the giant dragon battle, and we're we're only going to have the one, the CGI Jeremy Irons, what is the MacGuffin that our characters are chasing now? Because we can't use the dragon control rod. Well, some, Jerry, some Jeremy bullshit gem. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> it really yeah. doesn't matter. Whatever it is, Jerry, I mean, Jeremy Irons has it. We've been on a podcast for two and a half years, and most of us have forgotten what the fuck we're after. So, <laughs> yeah, you guys are supposed to be researching, and it's going very badly. Well, we're <laughs> academics, motherfucker. This shit takes time. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot rush the ivory fucking tower. All right. So we're talking a Dungeons and Dragons universe where, say, dragons haven't been seen in a long time. They're operating behind the scenes. There's perhaps maybe maybe one major dragon player left who is disguised as Jeremy Irons and infiltrated the uh, kingdom. Is that a good setup? That's a good setup. You know, you know, maybe throwing a little more D and D since we're not spending money on, on that much money on crappy CGI dragons, and maybe after the dwarf is killed, bring him back as something like a lich or something. Ooh. Or just where the characters are forced to are forced to kill their their own friend again. There, oh, there you go. That's Ooh, drama. Yeah. Rick, you're a twisted bastard. I like how you think. Yeah. 
Maybe, uh, maybe we have Jeremy Irons use magic because dragons have magic in D and D, and he's the one who raises the guy, and it's a fun surprise in the final battle. Like they think, oh, we're gonna fight this wizard asshole, and then phase one is no, no. You're, first, you're gonna fight my minion with the blue yeah. lips and your friend. And, Join your movie, fight oh, your man. dead friend, sucker. Yeah. And then we, this movie is so much better. Yeah. Then when they yeah, get past it, that, we get Dragon Jeremy Irons. There was an yeah, Age of was... Dragons. Jeremy Irons is trying to bring back the Age of Dragons, so he has a MacGuffin. They destroyed the MacGuffin. Jeremy Irons hulks out into an actual dragon. Elf, Bard, and Mage versus Dragon. All right, should we, we should leave like a, a link or something where Wizards of the Coast and Hollywood can contact yeah. us. Ooh, and, or, you know what would be a good a good final flourish on it? We have uh, Snails, who's been typically barred, use the dwarf's axe to strike the final blow. So it's Whoa. a nice wraparound of, hey, he still fucking helped. Yeah, and we could, like, preload that with the dwarf is like, it's an ancient axe called Dragon Slayer. Like, hint, hint, <laughs> this will be useful information later down the line. Yeah. And we think, no, that's gone because the dwarf is dead. But then he brings back the dwarf and his magic weapon, and we're like, oh, the key to your undoing was in your arrogance all along, Jeremy Irons. Fuck you. Maybe it's maybe uh, when we maybe maybe when we meet the dwarf, he's trying to hawk his like his family's ancient dragon slayer axe for for beer, and they stop him just in the nick of time because he thinks there aren't any more dragons. Oh, that is good. Only like, Jeremy Irons knows Jesus the dragons Christ. are coming back. That is good. I was gonna say throw a prophecy on the dwarf himself so that when he dies, we're like, oh no, the prophecy's bullshit. Ooh, but I do like the idea. Well, it's a chance to slay dragons, but good fucking luck. This is, this is our Ulysses. <laughs> <laughs> this is much better than Ulysses. Ulysses fucking sucks. Fuck that guy. I had to take a whole just... class on it. It's shit. Jesus. Mm. Yeah, we've done something more profound than Ulysses. We've, have we just solved the 2000 Dungeons and Dragons movie? We have. So. This is not a bad so. movie. I would watch this movie. Yeah. I think we might have come in under budget as well. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a reboot in development still. <laughs> With the money we've saved, we can put in more titties. <laughs> you know, go go with an go for an R rating, you know. Might as well have some fun. I love the so seven ways. With all this money, can we just hire Shane Black for a rewrite? Oh, sweet. Yeah. No, Teddy, get rid of that last dragon scene. You can get Shane Black out of whatever whiskey bar he resides in, that I assume and secretly hope he resides in. Yeah. You can really punch up that dialogue. Oh, God. That elf is not going to come out stronger from this one. (laughs) No, but we're going to come out happier, Jerry. (laughs) Justin Whalen. And more importantly, the movie audience is going to come out happier. Yeah. Justin Whalen is not going to be starring in, in a terrible movie, but he will appear in every scene of a much better movie. And I think I think he'd appreciate that more. All right. Well, that is our redo of uh, the 90s Dungeons and Dragons movie. We'll, I'm sure, tackle more in episodes to come, but uh, that's that's a good opening one. All right, folks, that's our first side quest episode. Thank you all for joining us. You'll either hear more of these uh, in the main feed or maybe one will pop up in the Mimic Chest. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Either way, we'll see you around. Bye. Goodbye.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.